percolate on a particular mix of odd and inspiring news headlines in Wendy's Coffee House. Newsmakers with a pin shot for the unknown, unexplained, and unusual share their experiences with UFOs, ghost encounters, near-death experiences, and more for your own unique blend of Wendy's Coffee House Curious. And now, here's Wendy. Okay. First off, I have to say, it's really cool living in a city where the Chiefs <laughs> are so outstanding winners, and there's a big party going on, and there probably will be for quite some time as a result of that. So just to let you know, that's the home base for this program. And so there's a lot of enthusiasm, excitement, and in some cases anxiety because you don't know what to do next. It's just too many opportunities, so much fun to have, and so little time to have it in. Anyway, so that's going on. But in, in all of that, there is also this extraordinary, I think, enthusiasm about the things that we are learning daily. And I mean the positive things about how our mind works, how conscious animals are, how the extraordinary um, recovery they're finding in terms of past history, talking about centuries that we didn't think that uh, humans were on the planet, let alone engaged with other types of beings and constructing basically our, you know, our, our ancient past. So all of this stuff is becoming more, I think, available in terms of the Internet and research and science. And, and that brings us to the other plane of awareness. And one of those planes which I'm looking at right now has to do with the time slip phenomenon. Time slips, time warp, temporal displacements, time jumps, time travel, the fabric ruptures, all those kinds of things. And I'm hoping to track somebody down to talk more about that. In the meantime, I do have an, uh, another booking here with Larry Flaxman of, with the 1111, the time prompt phenomenon, and that gets into time. I thought how apropos for one of the statements in the book, uh, history repeats itself. That's one of the things wrong with history. Clarence Darrow, U.S. defense lawyer, 1857 and 1938, speaking of repetition. But there's also another thing in here, that, the other uh, quote that I, that's very, I think, um, appropriate. The last function of reason is to recognize there are an infinity of things which surpass it. And that's what we get into. I've got a guest who's going to talk about these infinity of things that, that go beyond our logic, our reason, our daily one, two, three, four, five, everything adds up, and it doesn't really. In reality, there are so many things that make us question what we are dealing with, and that has to do with the non-physical element. And Giulio Consiglio, The Healing Frequency, he's an author. He's also a teacher. He had a huge spiritual awakening um, but he's got a couple of books out now. Another one is coming out, and we're going to talk more about that. But the, the, the stuff that really excites me and encourages me is that this is one of those stories that is something that's happening all over the planet with people who are now saying, this happened to me, and it changed my life. And so, Julio, you are Canadian, right? Correct. I live in Ontario, Canada. Okay, and so growing up there in comparison to us. Did you talk about this kind of stuff when you were a kid? Uh, I heard stories from my mother growing up. My mother grew up in Brazil, and uh, it's not that we believed them or didn't believe them, but we heard stories growing up of, of you know, spirits or things like that. But I didn't pay it much attention at, at the time uh, growing up. Okay. So, but it wasn't something that was off off limits and it wasn't frightening. It was just, hey, it's there. It's no big deal. Exactly. It wasn't something that uh, you were really afraid of. You probably was more, um, there was no understanding and uh, there was no experience yet. So 
it wasn't in, at the forefront of my consciousness. Okay, so the first book, though, uh, okay, so what shifted and when? Uh, I made a shift uh, in 2005 in the fall, and what were the catalysts to that were um, between the ages of 19 and 33, uh, some pretty intense anxiety. Um, I then uh, lost an older brother to cancer. Uh, a couple of years later on, I ended up uh, getting married to watch that marriage uh, fail. And a few months later, a cancer diagnosis. Now, you would think a cancer diagnosis would be, you know, the final straw, but it wasn't. It was my experience with a night terror uh, in October of 2005. That was the uh, final catalyst to make a, a shift in consciousness. Okay, now that's worth explaining, all right? So, okay, for one thing, a description of night terror. So what happened was I went to bed, and I was half awake, half asleep, and it was probably around 3.30 in the morning. And I'm actually still contemplating this, whether it actually was, in fact, a, a, a night terror or almost something that was created on an energetic level because I was hitting so rock bottom. But I was looking down and suddenly my attention drew above me and I felt the best word to describe it is presence of evil hovering above me. So I was suddenly more alert. And as I looked down at my blanket, I suddenly noticed my blanket being pulled away from me. I was frozen and shocked. I stood up, went downstairs, said a prayer, and tried to fall asleep. I woke up the next morning, and as I approached the entrance of my master bedroom, the threshold, I could still sense this energy at the threshold, and I couldn't audibly hear it, but the feeling was it was almost growling at me. I, I blew past it, and I basically told it to take a hike. And I hopped in the shower and that's when I actually called out and I said, I, I need to know another way because uh, the pain at this point had become so much. Okay. So basically saying, I surrender. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now, we're not going to get into this whole thing right now, but the healing frequency, you you detail some of these experiences and the reason why that frequency word is important. But with the first book on how to change your thoughts, basically challenge your thoughts. And that is saying, you know, everything you're doing is important. So we'll revisit this in terms of your response and why that was so important, because that's one of the first things in a, in a spiritually transformative experience that all of a sudden there's this awareness of a greater power, something beyond you that can help you, whether it's a spirit guide, whether it's an angel, whatever that is, when you're facing something, as you said, evil or challenging or negative, um, something that doesn't mesh with our reality, most of the time we're taught here, well, ignore it. It's just your imagination. It'll go away. You're making things up. All sorts of things that basically take your power away when what you were doing was saying, I need help and bringing forth the power to say, I surrender. This is bigger than me and I need help. 
I want to get into that. So first, you are you're teaching, you're writing the the website. People can find out more. But the healing frequency, this is something. There's an experience with your brother that I think really lays this out of the dimensions shift that you were having, seeing other things that maybe other people aren't able to see or don't acknowledge or don't recognize or don't talk about out loud. And I think that's a huge, huge, you know what I'm talking about, the hospital? Exactly. Okay. Uh, me getting, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you want me to get into that? Let's let's do that. Let's take a break and come back and get into that because that really sets the, the stage for the kind of awakening, the kind of awareness that you bring to the equation. It's not fiction. It isn't imagination. It's an expanded state of knowing. And that's what's on the table. So we're going to come back again. Julio Consiglio, my guest, author of The Healing Frequency and a new one coming out from Llewellyn. We'll talk about that too, because that's another um, wonderful insight and uh, a way of looking at things beyond this corporeal realm to give us an insight into what else is here. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. Some of the things that we experience, we don't have language for. And we might not be in an environment that would be supportive when we tell them something that's so, that, that breaks with our reality, that's so out there. And we might withhold it. Well, I'm so glad right now more people are talking about their experiences, writing about their experiences, sharing this other stuff that happens. That It, it doesn't help us to deny it or to shun it or ostracize people who have these experiences, the best thing we can do is learn and say, hey, this is part of our reality, and more and more of it's happening, so it helps to have a game plan or at least some kind of indication that that you aren't alone. And with Julio's experience, this is a wonderful, I think, outline of what happens when you have a spiritually transformative event. And it happens to everybody. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, you know, some on on some mountain having a, an epiphany, it's real life every day. And so I wanted to come back to the experience he had with his brother. We'll get into more of this as we go, but it's in the healing frequency. So it's one, one way of giving you an idea of how his frame of reference expanded. So this is, again, is this when you're, you have cancer at this point? So, so the, uh, the experience uh, with, with my brother in the hospital, he was actually uh, passing with cancer. Okay. He was sick with cancer at the okay. time. So this was 1996. I was about 24 years old, and um, I had finished work, and like every day after work, I'd go visit him at the hospital. And I worked late that night, probably till about 7.30 or 8 p.m., and family was already there visiting with him. So I got off the elevator, and I turned to right like I always did, and just before his door, which was pretty much straight ahead, to the right of me, I'd have to pass a very long hallway. So as I walked by and I glanced down the hallway, at the end, there was, all of a sudden, a beautiful chapel. Now, that chapel was always a greeting room. So I got off, looked at it, and I saw what appeared to be Mary and roses along the wall. So all I thought to myself was, that's beautiful. They turned the greeting room into a chapel. So I walked into the uh, into my brother's room, and my sister, uh, Jerry, was there. And I said, that's amazing. I said, they, they changed the greeting room uh, into a chapel. He said, uh, what are you talking about? He came back out of the room, looked down the hallway, and it was a greeting room. Mm. So, And that was um, 
about two weeks before he had passed. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, uh, in my sister talking to his wife, um, this was probably a week later, as she was feeding him, because he couldn't feed himself anymore, uh, she noticed his eye suddenly glanced to the, to the corner, one of the corners of the room. And as she turned around, and as far as I know, she wasn't a very, my impression was she wasn't a very spiritual or, or uh, maybe even religious person. But when she turned around, she saw a vision of Mary in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And about a week or, or so later, my brother passed. See, that's a validation for what you saw. But it's also validation for her that you had the encounter. And so the two of you have this unique experience, which says our reality is so amazing that these things can happen and that you two got to share a unique, I think, insight into a transition. It was, um, I, I almost felt, uh, I almost felt it was, uh, a reassurance that that he was going to be okay, and and I actually have another uh, little story. My brother was a correctional officer, and in talking with one of his friends, um, I think it was just after the funeral, uh, and I started, you know, uh, explaining what I actually saw a couple weeks before he had passed. He had had a relative experience something similar a week or two prior to passing, so. Um, it was, for myself, it was uh, a very comforting and reassuring. But again, at that time, I didn't make a very big uh, deal about it. It was just, it was a temporary uh, experience. Um, but it's not something, because my awareness wasn't that expanded yet, I, I just sort of, um, it's not something that, that I sort of focused on. I, I experienced it. That was beautiful. Yeah, but it wasn't something that that I you know spoke too much about. I want to go back into now the experience because when you talk about the shift, this is so everybody experiences something different, and so in the, the only way we can say, okay, I had a shift, I had a, a transcendent experience, I had an epiphany, I had it was an illumination. But each person, it's it's a different kind of I think um, expansion. So what happened? So what had happened was I was uh, this was now after the experience with the night terror and I had already experienced uh, those other uh, I'll call them catalysts and I was at work and I had a patient cancel so like I would do a lot of times I would uh, jump in my Volvo and I would drive off and just sort of you know sort of relax and, and rest in between uh, patients. So as I sat um, maybe two blocks from my work, I had been reading a book, um, I believe it was Dr. Daniel Amen, and one of the sentences in there were something like, when you allow negative thoughts to go unchallenged. So it hadn't struck me yet. So as I sat there, I suddenly contemplated on that thought again, and in a moment, in a moment, a voice as audible as anything came up through my chest and said, challenge your thoughts. In that instant, what I understand now is the brow chakra 
completely began to activate. So there was tremendous vibration happening in my forehead. And as I turned my head, as this was going on, I suddenly and profoundly experienced what I will call clarity in an instant. And it was an instant download of understanding. This, this went on. Now, this is, this is the crazy thing. I had to go back to work. I still had two patients. I went back to work, and the whole time, as a negative thought is trying to come at me, and this is what I'll say about negative thinking, mm-hmm. my negative thoughts, and I understand this now, everyone experiences negative thoughts, but there's a difference in, uh, let's say, the depth or the darkness. So these were bombarding me, and these were these were pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And as I was going back to work and went back to work, I wasn't even operating to try to stop them anymore. It was happening automatically for me. Every time one tried, my forehead, the vibration would go off. I finished the two patients, and I'm driving home, and now it's raining, and it's hard coming down, pouring. I get home, and it's still going off. My forehead is still going off. I could feel negativity try to come in. It would shut it down. I lied down on my couch, and I called out and just said, let me die. Next thing I know, I popped out and came back, and I don't remember anything during that time that I was out. And when I came back, I suddenly had this complete release of negative energy a complete shedding. And what this was, was the beginning of a basically a 33-day process of remembering, letting go, mystical experiences, automatic writing, clarity is the best way to describe it. See, there's a in, in the book, there's a portion here with Isaiah. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago. Consider not. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I love the fact that you, I mean, that that kind of explains that clarity thing of where the focus is. Absolutely. Um, if we if we are, if, if uh, as human beings, we've been conditioned uh, to dwell on the past and project into the future, well, know that that is the ego doing that for us. And, and I'll say this, there's nothing wrong with ego. It's when it's dictating your behavior and your emotions for you, and it's in control rather than you being in control, that's when problems arise in our life. I want to come back and talk about, you know, you live near a cemetery, and there are people who live in haunted houses, haunted spaces, and the experience you had was basically what somebody would call a psychic attack, and you, you, you address that um, in terms of having a very strong release, and I want you to share the reaction you had so other people, when they get an idea, if something like this happens, that there is a way for you to get away. You don't have to put up with it. Instead of being a victim and, and being afraid, there's another way you can come into your own power. My guest is Giulio Consiglio, author, spiritual teacher. There's another book coming out. We're going to get into that in the next break. But this one is The Healing Frequency, Transform Your Life Through the Wisdom, Power, and Clarity of Inner Stillness. It's that monkey mind that keeps going on and on and on. Just give it a break. Here, go have a caffeine. Oh, I mean, no, no, not a caffeine. A decaf. A <laughs> decaf. 
<laughs> That's the monkey mind. It just ran afoul. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. My guest, Giulio Consiglio. And th- this is something we're getting into all these experiences that he had. But back when he was younger, um, he wasn't a stranger to these kinds of unexplainable, paranormal, Fortean encounters. And this is one that, that I thought or I think will help if you've ever lived in a space where you didn't feel comfortable and you, you thought maybe it was your imagination, but it, the feeling didn't go away. And this is what happens when it intensifies and when you're asleep because you're kind of in, a, in a, a vulnerable state. And what happens when you have an encounter? So if you could spell this one out, because I think your reaction really is important. So um, my first, I'll, I'll say, uh, paranormal experience that I was actually aware of was around the age of 16. Um, my brother was a correctional officer. And this one particular morning... I mean, he always made a little bit of noise, so it would wake me up, and I sort of just lied there, and I saw him leave for work. Within minutes of him going to work, my attention was drawn to the foot of my bed, and I saw what appeared to be a black shadow female-sized uh, silhouette at the edge of my bed, and I just sort of sat there somewhat frozen, and then immediately, I telepathically said, I'm going to get you. The instant it said that, I suddenly felt an attack around my neck, and I was being choked. And I'm trying to utter my sister's name, who was in the room next to me, and I must have called it out five or six times. But each time I was fighting back and getting stronger, suddenly I I screamed out her name, Carol. She came running into the room, and it vanished, and it vanished. Um... And the, the interesting there is, the thing there is, uh, I don't even remember going to my parents or saying, you know, this happened or, or, or what, but it was something that happened, and I never um, dwelled on it again. Uh, nothing had ever happened in that building before or after, and my dad had actually built that building in 1978. We had a hardware store on the main level, and we lived above. Um, so that was my first experience uh, with the paranormal and um it was an attack see that's where i think you know when you were able in your mind to call for help and at that point it was your sister that you had enough energy and drive and wherewithal to say "Uh uh-uh no and whatever you could do at that moment to break that connection was to get the sister in there and that brought a different energy to it but sometimes when people are in that and it's a state the the state of being paralyzed it's very frightening and it isn't always because there's another entity it's because you're in between being in in body and out of body having experience but when those entities are part of it then it's intimidating and that for you saying well i got through that no big deal so then you have other experiences that bring into the i think the equation shadow people and other entities. You saw a female silhouette. I've talked with somebody who has had extreme poltergeist activity, and one of the things he experiences is seeing a female and hearing a female voice, and he's like, he doesn't really want to get rid of it because it's his proof to other people that this is real. In the meantime, it makes relationships difficult. You understand that? Uh, absolutely. If, you, if you're looking for it, you're basically manifesting these experiences. So if you're in that vibration that you, you, you want to, uh, uh, you know, attract these experiences and have them, 
you will by all means open doors to that. That's the power of intention we all have. With myself, it was never anything I was looking for. These were, I'll call them isolated incidents or episodes where I would have them and be like, hmm, okay. I, I, uh, especially after my shift, I knew anything was possible, but uh, seeing it or experiencing or hearing something, that's, that's uh, a totally different thing. So um, my, my take on that is if you're looking for these things, uh, a word of caution, because you're dealing with energies that can be at times quite powerful. What I wanted to get back into now, back into the healing frequency and the power of your thoughts, and this has to do with with dealing with illness, with disease, with whatever you have been attached to by medical science or by your own thinking of, I've got this, because some people, you know, especially when you're the, the doctor phase of, I've got every single thing we're studying. <laughs> like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just an observer. Um, you can address that because that's what you do in, term, in terms of dealing with the fear and with um, being exposed to a constant bombardment of statistics daily. And how do we get around that? The way to, um, to get around that is, to be clear, you have to literally tune out the world because you're either following your own inner compass or you're following that of the global unconsciousness. The thing about, for example, statistics is... What you have to realize is the statistics that are being collected are from people with varying beliefs. You, you're, now following, uh, you're now following something that is a personal experience for a whole bunch of people and falling into that. So what you need to do is go inward and find that truth within you and operate from that perspective because – if you're operating from your highest self, you're now in a transcendent state. So doing so, you are operating actually at a higher frequency. You're not operating through egoic consciousness. You're now operating from clarity and from a very, very high. Words are limiting, but you're operating uh, in the quantum field, in essence. You talk about learning from your cancer experience. How did that help you? Uh, what cancer taught me is, and, 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 I, and I talk about this in the book, is can, cancer taught me to let things die. Now, now when you look at cancer, uh, and, and again, I'm no medical doctor, but when you look at cancer, these are cells that are not stopping to grow. So there's no, there's no normal uh, cell function. So normally cells will die, and then they're, they are built up again. So what happens is with cancer, the cells don't stop. They, there's no, there's no uh, normal uh, communication between the cells. And what cancer taught me on a spiritual level is when you live in the moment and when you allow your past to die and when you allow moments to die, every cell is listening to you. And when you are operating through the now, so you realize the reality of the now, and you realize the past and future are constructs, and you now are operating at a higher frequency, because the past tends to come with sadness, regret, feelings of depression. The future comes with fear, anxiety. So that is the monkey mind. 
And the, the way to go beyond it is to start living in the moment. When you do that, your vibrational frequency increases. And when you realize that you can actually quiet the mind, now a greater awareness is operating through you because you're allowing it to happen. What you're also doing is not making a judgment of this is good or bad. This just is. And in the moment, I am healed or I am present. And there's, there's that different, I think, state of mind that brings you to a fully aware and more empowered present. We have to take a quick break, but I'm going to come back. I also want to about the, the next book you've got out, you're, you're coming out with, with Llewellyn, is going to be even more I think, helpful and transformative. But first, The Healing Frequency, Giulio Consiglio, my guest, uh, back with another another view of what else is out here that maybe people are ap- actually seeing without knowing. Let's let's get into that shadow people for just a, a few, along with the next book. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. Wendy's Coffee House, KCMO Talk Radio. When Julia was talking earlier, saying that brow chakra was opening, that the third eye is what that is. And you actually can have a, a, a either like a, a pain or it feels like a lightning bolt hits you. It can be a physical thing. And and you're knowing, what the heck? And it isn't a headache. It's actually you are transitioning. You are opening up another ability on a different dimension to be able to expand your awareness. And, yeah, if you haven't experienced it, it's like, well, yeah, right. However, when you do experience it, then all bets are off and you can let everybody else decide whether or not they believe it. But for you, it becomes real and you start operating from that frequency. So with this, when you opened up, let's go back into that shadow element because it wasn't just the the 16-year-old experience. You had a few more encounters that that question of, you know, how are you handling your energy and how do you respond when something like this manifests? Can you share that? Uh, Absolutely. Um, About... uh... Five or six years, uh, I lived in a, in a semi uh, that was across the street from a cemetery. So this was maybe two years post-awakening, so maybe 2007. And um, I, I, uh, there were many experiences in there, but it was around Christmas time, and I actually went to go visit a, a friend of mine. And uh, we were just going to hang out, and I'm, I don't drink. I don't drink. And uh, I, there were Diet Cokes, there was food, and there was laughter. And um, I remember he had no parking in front, in front of his uh, house. There was a lot of snow at the time. So I had ended up having to park uh, around the corner. But uh, the house around the corner had a beautiful, big uh, sort of bowed window. And I remember uh, when I first arrived, it was a beautiful Christmas tree, and it was well lit, and uh, the shutters were open. So... About 11, 11.30 came, and, and I left my friend's house, and I'm walking back, and his house was about two or three doors from the corner, and as I'm approaching uh, the corner, I, I look at the, the Christmas tree, but what, what drew my attention was a five-and-a-half or, or six-foot shadow uh, figure looking into the window, and the instant uh, it noticed that I could see it, it evaporated right in front of me. And um, it was one of those things where the paranormal now almost, uh, you could use the word is normal, but you realize there are other things than what you can see in front of you that, that's, that's in this third dimension. And when you're o- operating from 
a higher frequency or an activated chakra, you have or you experience it's hyper awareness. So mm-hmm. you're aware of your surroundings. And uh, I saw it and I made nothing much of it. But um, yeah, that was one of the experiences. There was no fear within me. It was just because I'm operating at that frequency. I know it really can't do anything in terms of my energy. And sometimes in those kinds of instances, when they are aware of you and they know you see them, it's like, okay, game off. <laughs> no fun here. <laughs> Uh, you know, exactly. and that, because that is, they draw energy from those in their environment. And so if you, this is one of those things where, for the uninitiated, if you are argumentative, if you are bombastic, if you are belligerent, if you have all that animosity, that's fuel for these kinds of entities. And that's, that's all it is. It, it isn't personal. It's for that element, um, entertainment. And so it really speaks to our thoughts. And the more you have those kinds of thoughts, the more attractive you are to that kind of, um, I guess, you know, I don't know if we call it a being, an entity, awareness, whatever it is, consciousness, uh, that kind of thing is real. And it isn't necessarily all of our negative words we could come up with. It's just energy, and you don't have to respond and engage it. You just acknowledge, yeah, I see you. And And it knew the minute it was spotted that, well, okay, let's go somewhere else and play. That's my. That's you know how I've dealt with it. Exactly. I think the moment you're reacting and you are literally opening yourself up, fear will attract more fear. If you're operating from a higher frequency, there's nothing for them to feed off of because you're operating from unconditional love. That to them does not. It's a totally. There are no in one on the highest level. There's really no opposites, but they cannot uh, withstand that power in consciousness. It's like an all-consuming fire uh, that w- that they they have no uh, effect of. Yeah, uh, you know. Again. Yeah, it, it doesn't mesh. Okay, so we got, we started with the first book on changing your thinking, and the second book on changing your frequency, which is basically the template or the charge in your thinking. And the next book is where are you going with this one? So with this next one is uh, psychic abilities development through uh, an activated uh, sixth chakra. So with this, I uh, delve into how you can tune into uh, higher frequencies and clarity. And when you do, you are able to read energy just as you read a book. And experiences uh, like clairvoyance, clairaudience, uh, you know, a simple knowing, um, these become second nature. So these abilities, telepathy, they're not, um, they're not imaginations because there have been more than one time when I've experienced these psychic events and they've either helped me profoundly or given me answers when I really, really wanted them or desired them. The mother, the Mary figure. Have you ever seen that one again? I haven't, but what uh, I've experienced since then is uh, I know that we have guides, and I know um, uh, what comes to me and the experiences I've had, I've had is it's a female energy, and, and what, I, what I receive from that is it's, it's Mother Mary. And what wisdom and intuition tells me is She's available to everyone. It's the question is, are you open to that? Are you are you paying attention to that guidance? And uh, 
inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a, a calming influence. It's compassion. It's that gentle and acceptance, unconditional love. That's what she represents. Absolutely. But what I'll also say is um, when, when, when it's necessary, when you, when you need to become aware of, of a situation, for example, or something that's ahead of you, I, I have experienced that female energy, but it was more attention getting. So I, the energy was around me. It, it, it was, it was in one sense, it's soft, but mm, it was getting my attention and made and informed me of what was ahead. Well, you mean as in a warning or, uh, hey, pay attention here? Exactly, as in a warning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I can give an example if you like. I've got two minutes, so it's got to be quick. Sure. Um, I actually was in a very serious car accident a couple of years ago, and I knew that uh, and I was suffering from migraines for a while, and I knew I was being followed from time to time. So I just had uh, my treatment finished in, in my room with my physiotherapist, and as I walked out to go to the back to the gym, I suddenly was bombarded with female energy warning me, trouble ahead, trouble ahead. I get back there, and it was actually an investigator waiting in the back pretending he was getting treatment, starting to ask me several questions. And I had, I had a migraine that would knock out an elephant, and it was lasting for, for quite some time. And he started with the questions, and I knew from the moment I got there and saw him, I already knew what the situation was. I read the energy, and I approached it with that knowing. Uh-huh. Okay, so basically got your back. we got to go. we got to go. Absolutely. For people who want to get in contact with you, GiulioConsiglioWebsite.com, right? That's just... Yeah, GiulioConsiglioWebsite.com. I'm also on Twitter and on Facebook. Okay, so we'll check back in because the next book's going to even be more fun, and we haven't, we've only hit the tip of the iceberg with all the stuff that goes on. And the fact that this is everybody's potential. We are more than just this body, this physical, logical reality. And that's what we're getting to experience. Julio, thank you. Wendy, thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Wendy's Coffee House, I'll put some links on the blog so you can catch up. But gosh, you know, I don't know where to start just because this is going to be a fantastically busy year with a lot of these kinds of experiences being talked about, introduced, shared. We are going places we've never been before. And that's the whole point of the awakening is saying, what next? What can I learn? How can I share? How can I evolve? And the fear is part of it. What you fear, you manifest. So get real, get ready, awaken, enlighten, keep it positive. See ya.